Friends, I'm very thankful for Pastor Johnny and the, and the team here. And uh, we're very thankful for Joy Campbell and Russ for their hospitality. So we are big uh, J fans, and that does not mean that we don't like others. My, all my kids' names are Joshua, JJ, and Jude. So it's great to meet the jo- uh, Jays again here. Uh, thank you for having us. Uh, it's been, you know, it's a blessing to us just being here. I'm just, you know, I'm praising God uh, just for all of you. And so many people, not just at Southern Seminary in the U.S., but so many churches are praying for you all. Yeah, so we will continue to do that. Yeah, uh, so I just briefly shared uh, that myself and my wife, we worked with uh, leprosy patients uh, for six years. So when I came to know that, oh, we are going to Ireland, I was like, man, I'm so excited because since 2002, I'm hearing about Ireland. So here's the interesting story. In, I think in 1869, an Irish teacher, his name is Wellesley Bailey, right? Pastor? Wellesley Bailey, he went to India on a short-term mission trip, and he saw the leprosy patients, they're lying on the streets and dying patients, and the Lord, Lord gave him burden for, for them, and then he started sharing the gospel with them, an Irish teacher from Ireland. And then after that, he came back, and he shared that with his friends here and different countries. And today, there are more than 18 hospitals and over the years, I don't know how many, how many children and families the leprosy mission served. So many. There are incredible stories. But I want to tell you this morning, we will be briefly looking at the promises of God and the power of the gospel. The promises of God and the power of the gospel. So these, these leprosy patients... Even today, if you go to India, in some places you see the leprosy patients staying uh, in the complex, in the, in the campuses for the last 60 years. Do you know why? Because when they were like 10 years old, 9 years old, because of leprosy, their own families, they said, please don't live with us. Go live somewhere outside of the city. Then the leprosy mission... They went and they cared for these children. And now the children, at the age of 10, they came to the mission. And now they're 60, 50. They're there. But praise God, some of them, they heard the gospel, they repented their sin, and they trusted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And they trusted God's promises. So, and now like, I don't know how many of you have seen leprosy patients. So when they have leprosy, basically if they don't give treatment within a year, eventually their fingers and legs got deformed and they don't feel the sensation, whether it's in the eyes or you know, hands or legs. So in the night they go to bed, they sleep, and in the mornings they open their eyes, they'll be missing their fingers. 
they'll be like, oh, what happened? In the night, maybe the rats, you know, they went and they bit them. So, all kinds of things, they're suffering constantly. Suffering. In midst of all these sufferings, they're praising God. They're praising God. Because, do you know why? Because one day they will see their Lord and Savior face to face. This is our temporary home, but one day we all will be with him. We all will be with him. I can, I can tell you uh, stories like this, so many. But in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, it says, the Lord says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the Lord's promise. You are in this world, one day you will be with me, but even now, I am with you all. I am with you all. To encourage us, to strengthen us, to give us courage and boldness, to proclaim the gospel. And First Peter chapter 1 verse 3, First Peter chapter 1 verse 3, you can listen to me, says, Praise be to the God, our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us the new birth, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance, especially those who are followers of Jesus Christ, this is for all of us. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. So these are the promises are for us as well. No matter what, what trials we all face, Christ never leaves us. Christ never leaves us. Just thinking of my, my childhood, when I was five years old, my dad, one evening, he was a whole day, he was at home, and then in the evening, all of a sudden, he said like, okay, I'll, I'm going to office. And, um, well, we can't stop him. And, um, and, and he went, he said before leaving, he promised me that I will, I will bring this thing, that thing, and then he left home. And he did not return. He did not come back. And after, after two months, he died. After two months, he died. So that, I remember my dad's words. And after many years, when I heard the gospel, when I heard about God's promises, and I was listening, listening to people sometimes can be disappointing, but listening to God and following God, we are never going to disappoint in this life. Because God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, He is pleading with the Father for us now, and one day, he promised that one day we will be with him. We'll be with him. Friends, that's, that's a great promise. That's why we can... Now the question is, do we trust God's promises and the power of the gospel? So this morning, we'll, we'll look at briefly the book of Acts, the first two chapters, kind of like I'm going to give you a big overview so if you have your Bibles, uh, the Red Bibles with you, 
Uh, it's on page number 1093. One, uh, in a while, we'll be reading a few verses from Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2. So now the question, who wrote, who wrote book of Acts? Or, you know, but it is undisputed that Luke was the author of Acts and also the book of, uh, the gospel of Luke, the gospel of Luke. The date will be early 60s, probably before the death of Paul, before the death of, uh, death of Paul. So why he wrote, what is the purpose of writing gospel of Acts and also book of Acts? and Gospel of Luke, to show that Jesus, Lord Jesus, remained faithful to his purpose of dying and raising again as those promises are worked out in the establishment of his church. Of his, of his church. So in, the, in the, both the books, we see whether it is in Book of Acts or the Gospel of Luke, we see the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We see the ministry of Holy Spirit. We see people praying. We see God's interest to the outcast, to the poorest of the poor, and the fact that the gospel is for the whole world. We see the gospel expansion in, this, in these books. So the basic outline, the basic outline of book of Acts, geographically, if you see from chapter 1 to chapter 7, it's all the work is in Jerusalem. And then from chapter 8 to chapter 12, all Judea and Samaria. So the, work, the gospel work started in Jerusalem, and then slowly it spread to Judea and Samaria. And from chapter 13 to Acts chapter 28, we see gospel spreading to the ends of the earth. Gospel spreading to the ends of the earth. But if you see personally, the first 12 chapters we see the ministry of Peter and others. And from chapter 13 to 38, 28, we see the ministry of Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul. So there are some lessons we can learn from the early church. So especially the early church, so these are the, the, the main points, are the big points uh, I'm giving you. So the early church trusted God's promises and plans. The early church trusted God's promises and his plans. And the second one, the early church preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. The early church preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. And finally, the early church prayed and sacrificed everything to spread the gospel. They gave up everything. So the, the first one... Trusted God's promises. The early church trusted God's promises and plans. So if you see the Old Testament, God promised everything. And in the New Testament, it's, we'll see the God's, God's fulfillment through Jesus Christ. So God's promises in the Old Testament and the New Testament, we see God's, God fulfilling His promises through His Son, Jesus Christ. So in Genesis... If you see, God created man and put him into the Garden of Eden. He wanted man to live a godly life and also not only live a godly life, maintain a perfect relationship with God. But what happened? Man disobeyed God. But still, that's in the first, like if you see in the beginning of Genesis. 
But in Genesis 3.15, we see God's promise in the book of Genesis, the seed of the woman, the seed of the one day that this, this Christ will come and restore the world, restore the world to himself. And then in, in, in Noah, you see during the flood, the man kept on sinning, obeying Satan instead of God. So God destroyed all the people except Noah and his family. It's Genesis, then Noah, and then Abraham. By the time of Abraham, almost all the people were bad again. But God promised Abraham that he would become the father of great nation. He would become the father of great nation, and people are chosen by God. And then Abraham's son, Isaac, and his, his grandson, Jacob, at the same promise. So when Jacob's son Joseph became the governor of Egypt, Jacob and his tribe moved to Egypt. For about 400 years, they lived peacefully in Egypt until Pharaoh decided to make them his slaves. And then we see Moses, the people of Israel, left Egypt and lived in wilderness for 40 years. They conquered the land under the leadership of Joshua, which God had promised them, and live under judges for about 300 years. It's so interesting. Like God's promises and people disobeying. God's promises and people disobeying. But still, God has been so faithful. Not only to them, even today to us. Today to us. So when the, when the judges were old, the people of Israel demanded a king. We need a king. We need a king, Lord. And Saul became the first king. But he did not obey God. He did not obey God. The next king, David, tried to please God in most things and build a strong kingdom. Build a strong kingdom. King David. That was the golden age of Israel's kingdom. When David was the king. David's son, Solomon was a wise king, but he loved luxury and foreign wives. He let, his, he let his foreign wives build pagan altars and turn the people away from God. He taxed the people heavily to pay for his luxuries. Solomon's son, Rehoboam, tried to live like his father, but the people rebelled and split the kingdom into two parts, Israel and Judah. As the new kings came to the throne, both parts divided kingdom became weaker and weaker until they were conquered and the people carried away, carried away. Some of the people came back home years later, but they were conquered by, again by Greeks and later by Romans. Tired of being a conquered people, they cried out for a promised Messiah who would save them. These people, they cried out. But when the Messiah came, when Christ came, they did not recognize him. They did not recognize him. Even though God spoke from heaven and said that this is his son, they would not believe in him. They would not believe him. Jesus did many miracles, healing, and even raising people from the dead. Dead people, literally dead people. But still people would not believe in him. But at the last time came when Jesus was crucified by his enemies, 
then conquered to God's plan, according to God's plan, he rose from the dead and appeared to many people. Later, he rose up from the earth to return to heaven. Return to heaven. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. I'll be reading from verse 20. Uh, Luke chapter 24. Verse 44 to 49. I'll be reading from verse... It's so beautiful uh, how the Lord, our Lord God, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, written this, this word of God. Luke chapter 24, verse 44 to 49. He said to them, Jesus, Jesus appeared to his disciples, and he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. Brothers and sisters, we have seen from Genesis to book of Acts, everything Whatever has been said, it's all about Christ. The whole Old Testament is pointing to Jesus Christ. And now clearly in the words of Jesus Christ, we are hearing that everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. He told them, this is what it is written. The Messiah will suffer and raise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are, my, you are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. And we see, please turn with me to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Page number 101093. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So when Jesus was gone, his disciples began to pray in the upper room. Then the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they were changed. They were changed, and they were praising God. All of them. All of them. They are praising God. So God is sovereign Lord of history. He is a faithful God. He is not only promising, but he fulfilled his promises That things happen in fulfillment of God's plan, even from Genesis, from the beginning of this universe. And Lord is fulfilling all his promises. The only thing left out is coming back. He's coming back. So one day he'll be, he will be back. He'll be back. You can clearly see how God fulfilled all his promises. That's where we can place our trust upon him. For everything, especially for our salvation. So the early church trusted God's promises and his plans, 
And, and the second point, they preached, the early church preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. They preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Peter, how many of you have heard of Apostle Peter? Is a friend? Yeah? Is a friend? Yeah, yes, yes. Peter, this man denied Jesus Christ. How many times? How many times Apostle Peter denied Jesus Christ? Three times. Literally three times. That was a small girl witness like, Oh, you are with him. And Peter said, No, what are you talking about? No, I don't know that man. I was not with him. Three times Peter denied. The fourth time when he remembered God's words, he wept. Wept. He gave his life to Jesus Christ. He gave his life. This man, please look with me in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Verse 22. Acts chapter 2. Verse 22 to 24. This man who denied Jesus Christ. Now the Lord poured out the promised Holy Spirit. And now standing in front of everybody. And these are his words. Apostle Peter word. Fellow Israelites. Listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth, a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourself know, this man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of Wicked men put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. It's impossible for death to keep hold on him. Peter, he stood before these people. They were laughing at him. But then he preached the death of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Friends, in, in Hebrew nine, Hebrews, nine, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, it says, Man is destined to die once, and after that he has to face judgment. In Hebrews, Hebrews 9.27. But praise God, just a few minutes back, we have seen in Genesis... God created everything very good. And he looked and said, like, yes, very good. And he created man and woman in his own image. But what happened? What happened? Because of man's sin, disobeyed God, and we are all separated from God. And now, how we are going to reconcile with God? The good news is, is not only... Just following Jesus. Here is the thing. According to Hebrews 9.27, we are all destined to die once and after that we have to face judgment. But even now, if God looked at us, 
I don't think we can stand before a holy God without knowing Christ. Without knowing Christ. It's all God's grace and love that I have this life. And you, you have this life. It's a time for us. Time for us. Praise God for Jesus. But God loved us so much. But to be honest, you know, I cannot pay for my sins. Jesus Christ, He came and He lived a righteous life, a perfect life, and He died on the cross in my place. And He took God's wrath upon Him and He paid for my sins and for our sins. And He rose again on the third day. He rose again on the third day. But see, because of our sins, God did not destroy us or punish us for disobeying Him. But God has been so kind and gracious in sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to this world. This fully God, fully man, came to this world, lived a righteous life, sinless life, even though He was tempted, but He obeyed His Father completely, and He lived a holy life. This Jesus, Son of God, Son of David, the Son of Man, the Lord, the author of life, Savior, Holy, Righteous One, took the wrath of God on Him, upon Him, and he died for our sins. And now, when we have that opportunity, we are hearing this gospel again and again and again. What should be our response? What should be our response? Asking forgiveness from God. Asking forgiveness from God. So that's what the, the apostles, the early church, when they, when they received the the Holy Spirit, when they received the power, they did not, you know, shut their mouths and they, did not, they were not hiding inside their houses. They went outside and they boldly, they preached the gospel to people. In Acts chapter 2, if you read, if you have time, like, Lord willing, after the, after the service, when you go home, please read Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2. After hearing the gospel message, when Peter preached, they were like, what shall we do? What shall we do? How can we be saved? And Peter, repent your sins, ask forgiveness from God, and be baptized. Trust in Jesus Christ. Trust in Jesus Christ. And what happened in Acts chapter, chapter 2, at the end, 3,000 people came to faith. 3,000 people came to faith. So they, they preached the gospel. People repented. And they started following Jesus Christ. First, these are the consequences. Now, we all have choice. Like what Adam and Eve did, and even today, what so many people are doing, is rejecting to follow the Creator, and following their own heart, and following the idols of this world. Idols of the, in India, we have like 330 million gods. 330 million gods. They have, like, every day, they have one god to worship. But, where are they going? Where are they going? Their destiny is very different from ours. Their sin is not. People go and take, take bath in River Ganges. Do you know why? So that their, their sins will be cleansed. Literally millions of people, every year, they go there, 
and they even they bring that um, the water from river ganges and worship the water no so but they where are they going their destiny is different they are not going to see the savior but we have the opportunity we are hearing the gospel again again we are following jesus christ our sins if we if we place our trust in jesus christ our sins are forgiven one day one day will stand before god with confidence on what christ has done for us if you fear today that day we can stand before god so the the apostle the early church they preached the gospel and finally they prayed and sacrificed everything including their lives to spread the gospel of jesus christ please look at me to acts chapter 2 verse 40 42 to 47 acts chapter 2 verses 42 to 47 so we have seen the early church trusted god's promises and plans and the early church after receiving the power of the holy spirit they preached the gospel they preached the gospel and finally the early church they prayed they prayed and sacrificed everything including their lives to spread of the gospel so acts chapter 2 verse 42 to 47 they devoted themselves to the teaching themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles all the believers were together and had everything in common they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising god and enjoying the favor of all the people and the lord added to their number daily those who were being saved so they did not they did not stop like meeting once they were meeting continuously you see if you read whole book of acts you see people coming to faith people coming to faith and people gathering and this church started and gospel not only started with jerusalem and spread to judea and samaria and then finally to the ends of the earth to the ends of the earth so we see these people are gathering so what happened what they were all like you know yes definitely they were all joyful and they were rejoicing and praising god so was it like was a fun kind of fun but at the same time they faced persecution persecution from the community and people died the first stephen was murdered and they faced religious opposition they faced like even people putting into jail you know so if you see if you so these are the summary statements i'm giving you uh from acts acts chapter 6 verse 7 acts chapter 6 verse 7 so i'm giving you six summary statements we'll see in these summary statements how the gospel spread from jerusalem to judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth so chapter 6 verse 7 and the word of god continued to increase and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in jerusalem and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith became obedient to the faith 
And in chapter 9, verse 31, Acts chapter 9, verse 31, So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. It multiplied. We are hearing this word like again and again, like multiplied. The church multiplied. And again, Acts chapter 12, verse 24, but the word of God increased and multiplied. Increased and multiplied. And Acts chapter 16, verse 5, Acts chapter 16, verse 5, so the churches are, were strengthened in the faith and they increased in numbers daily. They increased in numbers daily. And Acts chapter 19, verse 20, so the word of the Lord continue to increase and prevail mightily. Prevail mightily. And finally, Acts chapter 28, Paul, he lived there two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. With all boldness and without hindrance. So these are the summary statements uh, from book of Acts, how the Lord used his people to preach the gospel with much boldness, in spite of persecution, in spite of religious opposition, in spite of like difficulties. What did they do? The early church, they gathered together on regular basis. They were praying. They listened to the apostles' teaching. That's why we hear. God's word or every Sunday or in small groups and even one-to-one. We, we, we read God's word. We pray because we receive power through God's word and through his spirit. And we, as we go out, even now, as we go out, friends, the Lord called us to open our mouth and share the gospel with people. Share the gospel with people. So God is actively bringing about the fulfillment of his plan it is an unstoppable gospel. In so many places, people are trying to stop this gospel work. Even from my own country, it's so difficult for people to go inside now. But by God's grace, can anyone stop the gospel? No, God is working. God is working. There are people who, even, even today... How many people are giving their life for the sake of the gospel? Even today. I can tell you, but I, you know, sake of time, I don't want to tell, but there are, there are people, they're leaving their homes, they're leaving their families. I have. I have seen people leaving their families, leaving their homes for the sake of the gospel. Even in, even if, for example, in some places, if you started following Jesus Christ, basically you are outcasted from that village. They will not sit with you, they will not eat with you, they will not invite you to their, their birthday parties or any functions. That's the cost of following Jesus. But they are thankful, they are joyful of following Jesus Christ and they are faithfully proclaiming his word to the lost people, to the lost people. Time, time flies very fast. Our lives are here for a moment and gone the next. 
our lives are here for a moment. That, that, th- this is why the Bible compares our lifespan, lifespan with grass and vapor. Sadly, world is more excited about things that will not matter in eternity. Yet as Henry Matthew, the great commentator, once said, it ought to be the business of every day to prepare for our last day. It ought to be the business of every day to prepare for the last day. Or as Martin Luther says, declared, there are two days on my calendar. There are two days on my calendar. Today and that day. Today and that day. Honestly, a day is coming when all that will really matter is how you and I lived our life for the sake, lived our lives for the sake of eternity. It's great we can, yeah, the Lord command us to care for our families, our children, our community, but more than everything else, we have to care for how we live today for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the gospel. Why, why is it, why does it matter? Why should we live? Why should we deny ourselves and live for Jesus Christ? One thing is, the Lord called us to live a faithful life. And the other thing, not only living a faithful life, but to share his word, to share his gospel with people. I'll, I'll tell you very briefly uh, one of my experiences, and then we'll, we'll, close, we'll close in prayer. There are thousands of people dying every day. There are thousands of people dying in different places. So if you and I sit comfortably, when we have the opportunity, please open our mouths and proclaim his gospel. Pray for opportunities. Pray for opportunities. If not, what, what, what's going to happen, I tell you. This was uh, three, four years back. Four years back, uh, when I was in India, I used to go to a shop with myself and my wife. We go and um, uh, buy clothes in that shop. So once in six months or three months, uh, and then one uncle, uh, the shop owner, uh, you know, we, we became friends with him, and because we had known him for like four or five years, uh, he kept all these uh, Hindu gods' pictures on his desk. And in the middle of all these pictures, he kept the actress picture, Indian actress. And I said like, uncle, do you worship her also? And he was like, Oh, son, no, 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 no. Uh, you know, these college, uh, college students, you know, they'll visit, visit my shop. So I just want to give them. So, so, okay. So I asked him, like, Uncle, I would love to give you a Bible. Uh, would you like to read? And he said, Son, I'm here whole day sitting, uh, you know, from 9 to uh, 9 p.m., 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah, I'll be very happy to read. And then, okay, so I said, like, okay, uncle, I'll see you soon. So I, I went home, and I did not go to that shop for three months, for three months. And after three months, I went to that shop, and his daughter was sitting on the chair. His daughter was sitting. And I said, like, hi, hello, where is your dad? And she was so serious, and she was like, she pointed her finger upwards. And I was like, I, my head was like this, and I was lifting my arm, and I saw his picture on the wall with, the, with flowers on it. And I was like, what happened? 
my dad died last week with a heart attack. Friends, I had tears. Literally, I asked forgiveness from God. Lord, please forgive me. When you gave me the opportunity to witness and share the gospel with this man, now he's gone. Now he's gone. Friends, whenever you have opportunity, please pray for opportunities that, that the Lord will use you. The Lord will use you. The reason I'm telling you, it's not, it's not that we, we sharing the gospel, we doing. You know, our, our God is powerful. Our God is powerful. Recently, like three, uh, three months, yeah, two months back, I met one family. I did, I did not even share the gospel to them. Basically, I said, like, friends, please come and visit our church. They came. The second week, the wife gave his life to the Lord. Just opening our mouth, opening our mouth, and just sharing the goodness of God, the grace of God to this lost world. The early church, they did that. The apostles, all the apostles, they gave their life for the sake of the gospel. Sake of the gospel. They trusted in God's promises. They preached. They proclaimed God's word. And finally, they gave everything, whatever they have, for the sake of the gospel. I pray that, not only me, I, I, I beg you to pray that the Lord will show you what he wants you and how he's going to use you to share the gospel with those who have not heard. I pray that the Lord will open the eyes. I, I, I request you all, pray. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for your co-workers. Pray that they will hear the gospel and they will be part of, of the churches around in, in Cork or Ireland, you know. And then, as, I, as I'm looking at uh, uh, the sheets there, see like how your church is passionate about taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. Praise God. Uh, keep, up the, keep up the good work. Pray that the Lord will, I pray that the Lord will use you all mightily, not only here, even to the ends of the earth. There are so many unreached, unreached people groups. Thousands, literally, they haven't heard the gospel. They haven't heard the gospel. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we are very, very grateful to him for his death and resurrection. Lord, thank you uh, for granting us the gift of faith and repentance. Lord, thank you for giving us this opportunity to gather as your people and worship you this morning, O oh Lord. Lord, I pray for the people here. Lord, please, uh, especially if someone is not a follower of Jesus Christ here this morning, I pray, Lord, that would you please touch them and help them to follow you, O oh Lord. Lord, this is the day. Lord, we don't know what's going to happen the next moment. But Lord, would you please uh, grant them the gift of salvation? Lord, it's a free gift from you. Father God, I pray, Lord, that uh, you, please, you please work in their hearts to know you personally and give their life to you and follow you, oh Lord. Father, we're grateful uh, for this church uh, and the, what you're doing here, Lord. 
Father, I pray for Pastor Johnny and the team here and the people who are serving in this body and the members. Lord, would you please continue to sustain them, Lord, continue to trust in your promises, and in spite of even difficulties, that they will proclaim your word and your gospel to the lost people in this area, Lord. Father, thank you for this, uh, for this opportunity you gave us. We are very, very grateful to you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Raj. Do take time afterwards to speak uh, to him, and uh, if you've got any questions or you want to.